a horny helicopter crew, based on the Mile High Club story, Just Obeying Command. From Pisa, Italy to Venice, Italy, Ed's operation wing of the U.S. Air Force was stationed out of the aviation NATO base where he had been for five months of training operations in Europe helping NATO forces. As a helicopter pilot, flying Blackhawks for the rescue and maintenance squadron meant his days were a little easier than the battle-ready fighter pilots. This slower but still exalted pace of flying suited Ed perfectly and gave him a lot more freedom to enjoy his time in the air. Located in the northeastern part of Italy, Ed would find himself flying over the mountains bordering Switzerland, France, and Slovenia frequently. The beauty of the scenery always amazed him. The snow-capped mountains in the spring were a sight to behold. The warm sun beating down on the mountain face as his helicopter meandered through the contours of the land was simply bliss. It was this type of flying that Ed loved. But it wasn't all sunshine and snow-capped mountains. Ed was paired with another pilot, Peter. They'd been good friends for a while, flying countless missions together, and they always knew how to keep each other entertained. But they also had a line of command, which meant not every mission was exciting. As a support wing of the Air Force, this meant mundane flying trips between different support bases to provide help moving equipment or being there just in case. Today was no different. Ed, Peter, and their commanding officer riding in the back of their Blackhawk were tasked with providing support to a mission in Pisa. They took off, and the 400-kilometer trip didn't take long, and they arrived in Pisa 90 minutes later. Upon arriving, they checked in with their base commander for the day, and he advised them where they would stay for the night and where the operation would take place the next day. Ed and Peter found their bunk and got changed. The airport was just outside of the main city, and the two pilots took to the old city to explore. The best part about being stationed abroad was getting to soak up the culture. They enjoyed the small, cobbled streets, little alleyways leading to small doors, the atmosphere that comes with people dining and drinking outside. After taking their obligatory photos showing the meat holding up the Tower of Pisa, they found a nice restaurant and sat to enjoy some local red wine whilst the sun bathed them with rays. A couple of U.S. servicemen were easy to spot, both wearing aviators and pale-skinned from wearing a flight suit. They didn't easily blend in with the locals, especially with their broken Italian. After their second glass of wine, they noticed their officer appear from around the corner. Like them, she was also easy to spot, not because she was pale, but because she had let her hair down. A tall brunette, she wore shorts, showing off her toned legs, which certainly didn't go unnoticed. Having flown many missions with them both, Jess was the perfect officer. She was fair, stern, but also fun when she wanted to be. Noticing the two pale men, she joked they couldn't be any more American right now, and joined them for a drink. They chatted about how this deployment had become quite enjoyable. With only one month left, they were all reluctant to leave, and agreed they had so much more they wanted to see and do whilst on this side of the Atlantic. After a few more top-ups from the old Italian waiter, 
The wine was certainly going down well, and the conversation was flowing. These three had spent a lot of time together and were naturally relaxed in each other's company. In any other circumstance, they joked that three athletic individuals may find some different ways to have fun with each other if they weren't colleagues. They all laughed and agreed. The energy between them was obvious even to the point the waiter asked Jess which one of the two was a lucky man. As the sun moved down over the buildings, they departed the old town for their beds. The next morning, Ed and Peter awoke to find out they wouldn't be taking part in the training exercise they had come for. Instead, they were being reassigned to fly to Venice on a routine maintenance trip. This was life in the forces. It made no sense for them to even have flown down, but they had orders and all three were frustrated, but accepted the news and took to getting some breakfast. Over coffee, they agreed to make a slight detour and would fly over the walled city of Lucca and take a look at Florence on the way, hoping to get a good look at the Duomo from above. Finishing their coffee, they headed to their Black Hawk and engaged in their routine pre-flight safety checks. Jess, their officer, joked over the microphone that this was the only time she wished two guys would be quicker at getting her off. Jess had this funny side, which could make light of any situation. They took off and soon flew over Luca. The walled city was small from above and then moved over Florence. The difference was clear. This place had a busy feel to it, even up this high, and the architecture was still very impressive. They headed north toward the Alps. They decided to enter Venice from the north to enjoy the mountains. As Ed hit the mountains, Jess asked over the radio what their altitude was. Ed replied that they were cruising at 12,500 MSL. Jess then asked which one of the fine gentlemen up front was going to jump back and assist her in qualifying for the Mile High Club. Taken aback, Ed and Peter didn't think she was being serious and laughed off her proposition as a joke. Jess then repeated the question, followed by, Don't make me make this in order for one of you. Ed turned to Peter and shrugged his shoulders and asked Peter if he would mind holding the helicopter still and flying solo while he went back and took care of some important business. Peter smiled and gave Ed a wink and wished him luck on his mission. Ed unbuckled his seat, unplugged his mic, and moved toward the back. Jess had already unzipped her flight suit, and it was now down around her ankles. She sat there in just her thong and t-shirt. She looked at Ed and beckoned him over. She removed her left boot and slipped her leg through the flight suit, spreading her limbs. Ed knelt down in front of her and pulled her thong to the side. Jess then ordered him to get to work. Jess left her mic on so Peter could hear as Ed took the first lick of her pussy, to which she let both of the men know that Ed was in the right spot. Ed continued to lick her clit up and down. He could feel her enjoying it as she moved her hips forward, pushing her pussy into his mouth. As he continued to lick, Jess's moans became louder, and Peter couldn't help but look back and sneak a peek now and then. Jess was getting close. The military helicopter had plenty of straps for her to grab onto. As she reached around, she held onto anything she could, 
and began screaming. Ed added more pressure and focused his licks directly on her clit, getting her closer and closer. Moaning down the mic, Jess let Peter know she was about to come, and he turned around and watched as she released the pleasure Ed was giving to her. Shaking her hips as she came, she pushed Ed's head away from her pussy and told him to fuck her. Ed knew she was ready. He could feel and see the wetness dripping from her pussy and was most certainly ready to fuck her. Jess moved onto her knees, reaching for the door to support. Ed stood up behind her, unzipped his flight suit, and took out his erect penis. Jess's ass was quite a sight. Perfectly rounded, it added to the scenery as Ed looked through the window to see the mountains they were passing over. Ed entered Jess from behind and could feel how wet and ready she was to fuck. Peter continued to look back and Jess moaned, further exciting him. Ed began to get into a rhythm of penetrating Jess. They were both fucking loving it. What a way to get paid. Then Peter decided to get involved indirectly. He started rocking the helicopter side to side, knocking Ed and Jess down from the seat to the floor. Not wanting to give up on her official Mile High Club certificate, Jess pushed Ed back and sat down on top of him, placing his cock back in her pussy. Moaning, she bounced up and down as she told Ed to come inside of her. Jess was still screaming down the microphone, and Peter could see everything. As she rode Ed, he grabbed her ass and pulled her in towards him, helping her move over his cock. Then suddenly, Ed felt he was about to explode. Jess ordered him to be a good little pilot and come. Ed let out a moan of pleasure and groaned as he put his load inside of her. Jess laughed and Ed joined her. She moved off him and sat back down in her seat. Ed stood up, putting his flight suit back on properly and moved toward his seat, smiling. As Ed buckled himself into the seat, Jess asked Peter over the radio if he'd like to come back for his turn. He politely declined and suggested he didn't want to be the number two on the pass, and suggested he'd postpone until perhaps the next maintenance flight. They laughed and the smile didn't leave Ed or Jess's face for the rest of the flight. It was truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and the best debriefing Ed had ever encountered. (laughs) 